Hi, everybody. I know these episodes are coming out extremely slowly this season, uh, and I want to apologize for that. I've been doing a lot of work on my day job. So um, until I get to my next podcast, which is going to be an amazing one, uh, I thought I'd put out a little bonus episode just to kind of whet your appetite. The theme is animals. Are animals uh, afraid of death? Um, Not in my experience. Today's podcast is dedicated to a very special dog named Holden. Holden was my friend Kate and Nick's dog, and every Sunday night they would come over to watch Game of Thrones and they'd bring Holden. And my cat Bernadette doesn't like any dog except Holden. So here's to you, Holden, an episode that is dedicated to all animals and their healing powers. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. And first, we'll talk to animal communicator, Joy Carroll. You know, there's wonderful mystical stories about animals who choose to um, just easily leave their body or who know when their death is coming. I don't get those. You don't feel that? No, these stories I get from animals, they vary. generally they'll kind of know their body's kind of broken yeah (laughs) it's not working or they're just really tired um but one of the wonderful things i do around end of death when it's coming close Mm -hmm. the humans know is we'll have a conversation about what does the animal want their transition to look like yeah from the physical level do they want to go to the vet do they want to have a vet come to the house yeah do they want to go quote naturally yeah which is tough on the humans yeah sometimes they want to do that and because um, you know this dying in your sleep thing sounds lovely, but it's not always possible. Right. And and then what do they want done? Some animals really want certain things done with their bodies, or certain things they want the human to remember. Or so this is for the animal. It seems to be based on the animal's perception of their own body. Mm-hmm. Or because um, you know the animals I talk to are all quote, domesticated. You know, yeah. they live with humans, so yeah. they've picked up a lot of human behaviors or human um, ideas, human you know, human silliness in some ways. And so, you know, some are really emphatic that they want their human to have pictures around of when they were young and healthy <laughs> and not when they're old and decrepit, you know? Wow. <laughs> you to carry on. One of the things we had talked about is you were saying, look, I don't want to be called an animal psychic. I'm an animal communicator. The reason I call myself a communicator is um, I really facilitate a conversation between the human and the animal. Um, I could call myself a therapist, an animal therapist. It's <laughs> a little weird, even for L.A. You may remember Joy from episode one of season one, where we told some pretty amazing stories about her. They're having a telepathic conversation, mm-hmm. and she's talking about, okay, I'm going to tell him to come home. And there were a couple of moments of like, oh, okay, yeah. And she was like saying <laughs> what he was like thinking. and um, So 
I'm really just opening up the telephone line so yeah. the animal can tell the human, you know, I really like you, but why do you do that weird thing you do? Uh-huh. And the human can go, that's not weird, that's what humans <laughs> do. Why do you do that weird thing? And what did she say? I, well, I found out a lot. I found out that Ernie like doesn't like a lot of the dogs that I bring over to play with him. <laughs> I'm self-taught as an animal communicator. Mm -hmm. I, someone way back in the beginning of my practice um, came for her session and brought her cat and said, I think my cat needs this session more than I do. And I said, wow. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it just happened. Like, well, as a I have a foundational belief that if it shows up, then I can deal with it. Yeah. And I do work with nature because I'm an environmentalist mm -hmm. and I work co-creatively with nature um, all the time because who are we but nature? And so I thought, well, this is nature too. I can talk. And so I had a nice session with the cat. Um, what I've learned over the years is um, I'm better working at a distance with an animal because otherwise I get caught up in how cute they are and we play oh. and yeah, I'm not really very good. If you could think of one sort of theme that most animals are trying to tell their humans, what is it? Is there one thing that constantly comes up? Um, bringing a new animal into the house. That they don't like it? Sometimes they like it and sometimes they don't, and sometimes they hate it. But generally, the question, the first thing which comes out is, um, why did you choose that animal? <laughs> and it's such a good question. It is a good question, but why did they choose the animal that you're talking to, too, right? Oh, now, <laughs> like, because they're perfect. <laughs> right, right. Well, the animal's totally open to hearing about that, usually. You know, yeah. every animals, um, you know, have their own personalities and things as well. And some have blind spots. Yes, like humans sure. Do. It's as if, um, you know, if you go out and you get a new roommate, and the first roommate goes, okay, why did you choose this new roommate? Yeah. Just curious, <laughs> you know? You know, I was just talking today to a dog who said, um, you know, who this the dog has been there 10 years or something. Yeah. And two cats have come in the last two years. <laughs> And the dog, you know, he's okay with them now. Yeah. But he's, he really thinks the human needs another dog. Oh, yeah. And um, it turned, I mean, the dog is getting ready to transition. And he's afraid the human won't have a friend if she doesn't Aww. have a dog. Yeah. Because he won't be there. And she's like... <laughs> and you're like, there's two cats. Well, no, I let her tell him that. Mm. And she told him, she says... I, these cats give me so much comfort. Mm -hmm. And the look he gave me was priceless. <laughs> Those things? Comfort. Well, okay. You know, and, and, and wow. that was fine. Then he didn't need another dog because she was going to be taken care of. But boy, the cats didn't do it for him. I mean, he thought they were entertaining. So I guess there's prejudice even in the animal world. Wow. It gives them a sense of intellect that, like, I would never think of. Like, like I always think, like, if my cat could talk, she'd be like, I'm hungry. I want to go outside. I'm hungry. You know what I mean? Like, oh, over and that. over and over. I'd like to thank Joy for all the healing that she's done for all the animals in my life. And now on to some undomesticated animals. Now I'd like to revisit the wolf connection. I have almost no memory of meeting the wolves after the healing with Gabby, but luckily I recorded it. And I want to describe it because people love wolves. Well, is it a real, like you connect with wolves? Yeah, they take in wolves. Um, 
I've been working with youth for a long time, since I was in Argentina in my 20s. This is Teo Alfaro. He founded the Wolf Connection. I started a nonprofit working with foster care, and I wanted to impact teenagers and transition, transitioning youth um, in a different way. And then at the same time, I adopted a little wolf dog puppy from a backyard breeder in the valley. So he's working with these at-risk youth, and he adopts this wolf dog puppy, and he gets really interested in wolves. I worked with wild animals before, but I didn't know how to work with these animals. I knew how to work with mountain lions. Sure, he didn't know how to work with wolves because he's used to working with mountain lions. You can go in, but you're going to have to remain standing, and you're going to have to be no lower than that. Teo is a total original. He's from Argentina, he's an alpha male, and yet he's also a healer and a teacher, so he has that soft side to him. And then one day I was, um, I was talking to, to the, the owner of the facility where the wolves were held at that point, it was a, a dog rescue center, talking about the weather and nothing. And then all of a sudden my, I opened my mouth and I say, you know, all my life I wanted to start a wolf sanctuary. I love when your life's purpose just bubbles up out of nowhere. No, I mean... You didn't know it until you said it. Until I said it. Yeah. Yeah. I asked Teo how he got this giant property, 165 acres. It's a lot of land, yeah. I mean, this entire valley. I checked Craigslist and I see this place and it was owned by someone I knew. Someone that had also animals for the movies. Wow. So I called him up and he said, you know, selling the property, uh, yeah. I, I want it. <laughs> and it was about two million dollars at the time and then and and I said okay do you have the money I said no I have about 200 bucks <laughs> right he only had 200 bucks but he had a vision and how did you get it well we went back and forth for almost two years yeah and every time that was you know that was the dialogue you know it's mine maybe have 2,000 now right they probably got sold twice in the process and fell out of escrow both times and then two things happened. One, when it was an escrow for the second time, my, my wife was pregnant at the time. I have my a vision of my my daughter here, age three and a half or so. Me walking into my house now, opening the door and she coming, daddy, daddy, the way she does now. So I'm having this vision and then and then I'm, how can it be? You know, it's being sold by someone else, bought by someone else. And then I I'm, I see us there. Actually, that vision, I saw, I saw it about three weeks ago. So even though he only has $2,000 for a $2 million property, he has this vision. So what does he do? Chris and I came and hiked it. We already saw it and we loved it. We hiked it, and especially me, but kind of both of us, peed on the, on the bushes on the, on the side of the property. Like two wolves, they marked their property, and that's all it needed. I wasn't making much much progress in the fundraising, but a person showed up, and one single person committed the money. That and one person to show up and give them all the money they needed. And Teo has melded his healing practice with the wolves, and he believes that the two go hand in hand. Two recent um, archaeological sites discovered, one in Spain, one in Scotland, Neanderthal remains where there's some sleeping sleeping quarters and at the door of the sleeping quarters they have a wolf skull mm. and that's 135,000 wow. years 
The Wolf Connection is a really magical place, and it's clearly run by incredibly magical people. We don't agree with the domestication mm -hmm. theory. Yeah. I mean, what it, what they oh. look like it happened is what you know the wolf domesticated us too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, at best, a co-domestication, and and what most likely happened is that you know we were going under and these guys helped us we were going down and the wolves helped us to stay alive all those descriptions remain human-centric mm -hmm. and and that's that's the that's the human insanity that think that the whole history of nature or, and, and 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 earth evolution is around what happens to humans right we showed up here a bleep ago I don't think it's any coincidence that the wolves started howling just as the healing that I got from Gabby was finishing. They have a kind of sixth sense and you feel it when you walk amongst them. If you're meditating, I, I always find that I get, I get to a place of stillness so much more rapidly than if I were just sitting and breathing and doing like mindfulness meditation. There's something about being in their presence that that just brings you into a state of stillness. Wolf symbology is really big in the shamanic world. So I was really looking forward to seeing them. And it was a bit of a shame that I was so out of it when I actually did. But I'll be back soon. And until then, my name, Kitty, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not. I'm not as good a communicator as Joy is. <laughs> my name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. I'd like to thank Joy Carroll, Teo Alfaro, and The Wolf Connection. If you'd like to visit The Wolf Connection or Joy Carroll or any of the other healers, please look at the link in the bio. Thanks. Oh, and if you're looking for me, uh, try Instagram, my number one podcast. Mm -hmm.